Thanks for joining us for our audio blog for 9-27-19, Mini Binders Part 1, One Stop Shop for Curriculum Resources. We have so many resources stored in so many places in our schools, but yet we have so little time. One of our biggest universal frustrations of teachers seems to be finding the things they need. The documents stored in the Google Drive over here. Then you have to go to the school documents on your school intranet. A curriculum mapping site contains the rest of what you need. And then you still have to download perhaps the math game or activity, print it out and prepare it, laminate it, cut it, collate it, etc. for use in the classroom all on your, quote, spare, unquote, time. When it comes time to planning planning curriculum, we usually have the best intentions. But in my experience working with teachers, this scavenger hunt for the necessary resource is what stops the implementation of good curriculum. Good curriculum contains many components that we know to be best practice in math. My goal is always to really consider the issue and then see how we can strategically intervene, which is why we call our company Strategic Intervention Solutions. And so once we have the standard mapped out and the assessments in order, we knew we needed to find a solution for this fragmented storage system as we pull together the rest of the components of quality math instruction for our M-Cube project schools. We also needed a resource that would support the turnover of new teachers in school districts. When a new teacher gets hired, sometimes in the middle of the year, they receive a math book as the quote-unquote curriculum and start working their way through it. They have to stumble through finding the support resources, typically by trial and error, and are frequently left frustrated. We wanted this resource to contain the curriculum that we so carefully mapped out. We wanted something to be able to put in new teachers' hands that contained all the documents we were using, plus the supporting resources, in in this case for Eureka Math, so that they could find everything they needed in a cohesive manner. The districts are working with on this instruction by design project have a new ELA curriculum. They're rolling out a new writing and there's a new science thing for every elementary teacher to put all these things together along with their new math curriculum and actually implement successfully with at-risk students is practically impossible. I felt very strongly that we had to package the math curriculum in a way that could have things for teachers at their fingertips but not in a stand-and-deliver kind of a way. The solution, proved, the solution to the problem, enter the mini-binder. I got this idea where many great ideas are born at Target. I saw this cute 5 by 7 binder thinking, I'm going to use this someday. I've had it sitting in my office for some time and had a few different ideas for how to use them, but never it never came to fruition. However, once I realized they made clear sleeves for the size of these cute binders, I knew it was time to get the mini binders to step up to the plate. We needed a resource that had everything teachers needed in one place, and we chose to use the mini binder because it fits in your hand, and you can technically hold it while you're teaching. We planned one mini binder for each 10 weeks, dividing it into sections that corresponded to the different sections of our curriculum, so it created a quick reference guide for teachers to use in action standards started off. We began the mini binders the same way we began planning the, planning the curriculum with the standards. The district we're working with had a master copy in the Google Drive with the essential questions, vocabulary, words, etc. 
but that's not handy when you're in front of the class. So we put the essential questions for the units right in the binder to see them easily and make them accessible. After each essential question, we listed the color-coded standard that we are already outlining in each of the units. We had green check marks, blue circles, and yellow diamonds to show the priority level of each of the standard. On the next page, we mapped out the eight mathematical practices that would be specifically used within this particular unit. Having this section of the mini binder helps teachers keep a focus on the curriculum while they're in the midst of the unit. The next section contains number talks. We've done a lot of work in our project schools on number talks based on the work of Sherry Parrish. In particular, in particular what it looks like with at-risk kids. We wanted these at-risk kids to get to the point of being able to do math, mental math. We know number talks are a great way to internalize math strategies. However, they aren't usually implemented as consistently as they should be. Pressures of limits in the classroom, instructional time are a major factor as with anything in education. The day gets busy and well, we just keep using the same strategies we've always used because we don't have time to prep something new. This can become pretty mundane in the classroom, however, we keep doing the same thing over and over. For this section of the mini binder, we wanted to collect the information and resources teachers would need to effectively implement number talks. There are a million different moving parts in the classroom, but if it is all outlined for me in the mini binder, I don't have to worry. I know exactly what numeracy talks are going to look like, or perhaps what my number talks are going to look like. We included the exact numeracy or number talks for kids they would be doing with explicit directions for the tools students would need. Um, because these schools were working um, on adopting our math mites process, the students are familiar with the characters that represent the three ways plus the traditional to do addition and subtraction from using the posters and downloads. For the number talk sections, we included descriptions of the MathMite characters as a reminder. Then we included sample problems for teachers that would lead them to use whichever strategy was being covered. Addition might be that you'd focus on compensation or partial sums, for example. However, many times we've thrown out a problem up on the board and realize it's often too late. That doesn't really lend us the strategies we were hoping for. We didn't want that to happen to our teachers. The number talks didn't always match the standard for the unit exactly, of course. It, if you're working on geometry, you're still working on number talks, maybe for addition and subtraction. Sometimes students were just working on numeracy number talks to conservation to 10, let's say in kindergarten. In the upper grades, they're still reviewing addition and subtraction strategies because they soon will be using the application of decimals and fractions with those same addition and subtraction strategies using the three ways plus the traditional. They could use it also for multiplication and division, but each number talk is laid out in detail in the mini binder so teachers feel really equipped with the resources and the elements of math instruction. We even have reminder boxes sprinkled throughout with tips and tricks, such as remember when you're doing a number talk, students put their thumb on their heart and don't raise their hand. Some units are longer than others and we did leave some wiggle room to address the needs of the student population. As we started the training and the implementation of the mini binders, we talked about how to adjust it. For example, you give the students a problem like 400 minus 199 and they look at you like a deer in headlights because they're thinking of the traditional they don't get it they can't mentally compute 400 minus 199 and obviously don't have a good strategy to solve it so 
That week, you might decide to abandon your number talks and go more into a strategy talk on Springling with the counting up or counting back on the open number line and show them how this strategy could help them solve the problem. Then you can pick back up on the number talks as outlined in the mini binder. The next section of the binder was all about word problems and problem solving. Problem solving is one of the main things we teach when it comes to solving word problems. In the past, we've done coded journals for our districts with sufficient research-based ways to approach word problems. We knew we wanted to design these in our units. In Eureka Math, we found the rigor level of some of the application problems were so high that it was taking 45 minutes to complete one problem in the classroom of the population of the at-risk students. In order to build sustainability of word problems and to get kids to have the level of comprehension in order to do various model drawings, also known as tape diagrams, bar models, and unit bars, we need to be more strategic about the way we're selecting the word problems for the day. Of course, students will do more than just one problem a day. They'll encounter story problems in their problem sets and on their assessments, but we want to have at least one strategically selected exemplar problem that teachers can use to help students learn how the various types of problems work. Our coding system has helped teachers everywhere really understand the types of problems and so we knew we needed to incorporate this in our curriculum and our instruction by design process for both the teacher and the student. For each student we created a coil bound journal for each quarter units one and unit two at this point that has one problem on each page with a space for the process to work through the problem. The journal has a step-by-step model drawing checklist in the front for a quick reference. The pages in the journal are coded by problem types and labeled by unit and day. We left flexibility because we knew you might not do a problem every single day or you might get to two problems in one day. We also scaffold the problems to where at the beginning of the year, second grade students might have three part whole addition problems and three part whole subtraction problems and then we might mix the two to see if they can understand it and do the model drawing on their own. Fast forwarding to our third grade class, they might be doing a mixture of part whole addition, part whole subtraction, missing add-in, and we might throw a little bit of additive comparison there to help the kids to be able to come up with a way to solve the problem that we're working on. For the teacher, I wanted them to have everything they needed in the mini binder so they didn't have to go find their journal every time they're in front of the class. I also included reminders. Do you have your model drawing poster? Do kids have their checklist? The pages are clear. The pages in the binder are in clear plastic sleeves, so students, can, so teachers can use post-it notes or dry erase markers to keep their place. Then each page in the teacher's mini binder shows the problem the students have in their journal and then the answer key. One of the major challenges we faced with implementing our journals in the past is, let's face it, some of the problems are just hard, even for teachers that have been doing this for a while. With everything going on in the classroom, sometimes the teachers are reading the problem for the first time and trying to figure out it in front of the students. If our teachers are worried about how the model drawing looks because they're building their own skills, or maybe they aren't as confident, which can rebound on the students, I wanted the mini binder to help them be confident. However, instead of just including all the answer keys for them, I decided to leave the boxes empty on each page. At the end of the day, teachers, like students, 
aren't going to get better at model drawings if we don't develop their skills. So in the trainings that we've been doing with the rollout of the curriculum and preparation for the implementation of it, we had teachers collaborate together in grade levels and look at the problems and ask questions, struggle through difficult problems together, and collectively came up with model drawings that were going to help the students. These were the answers the teachers wrote in their mini binders. Once teachers had the problem and the model drawing, they could focus on the questioning, which is really the important part of the problem-solving process. What are they going to do next? Where should I put the bar? Where should I put this label? The whole process empowers our teachers that might not have felt comfortable with math or model drawings to have the tools necessary to help their students. The teachers have the answer key, but they aren't regurgitating it out of the book. They are able to internalize the problem and feel confident of what they're doing that they're doing it correctly and they can better help their students. We found that 80% of the math programs we are working with don't include any type of strategy other than guess or check or maybe a quick comparison to help teachers with a story problem. This section of our mini binder ensures that we are blending our number talks and strategies into the math program, which is what makes this unique. Number talks have really been the bread and butter of our training at SIS for Teachers. We're constantly promoting number sense, so a big portion of our training revolves around having number talks infused in the curriculum regardless of what program you have. Same thing goes for model drawings. If your book or program doesn't use model drawing, we must infuse it. Check us out next week. We're going to be looking at the most fun sections of the binder. We're going to be connecting CPA, Concrete Pictorial Abstract, to lesson, and of course, very fun application games.